Happy Monday. Happy Monday, my perfect place to be. Air-conditioned home. Uh-huh. Very, very nice. Podcast day as well. Always Podcast lots day. of fun. Today we're shooting market update for One June. Of, always very exciting. Yes. To share, share the numbers with everybody. But before we do that though, as per usual, talk to me. How was your month in, in terms of real estate? I think uh, the month of June was pretty busy. Of course, I think uh, a lot of people are out doing summer activities, mm -hmm. but open houses were busy. Still saw multiple offer situations. There are a couple of outliers out there where I saw that a listing wasn't sold within the first two weeks, yeah. which just came at a surprise. Yeah. Um, so I think the market, although overall has seen an uptick in activity and pricing, but it's still a little bit unstable. Right, and I'll add on to it is, I would like to say is for most product types that's following to whatever trend that we're about to say, mm -hmm. but there are still some product types that is completely not in this trend whatsoever. Yeah. And I mean, the common theme in Vancouver real estate also is the inventory shortage. You know, I'm trying to find, um, you know, a, a relatively good sized townhouse in the Vancouver West Side. Oh, good luck, man. Not yeah. a lot. <laughs> trying to find a reasonably priced detached house yeah. under four million. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, well, we'll share with all of that stuff. Um, but um, I think um, with everybody who is listening to our market update, they probably expect some numbers. So, uh, like I always like to say, we are now officially in our summer season. So let's uh, rewind the clock a little bit and let's talk about what happened in the world of Vancouver real estate during the last month of spring. Okay. Why don't okay. you take us away and start us off? All right. As per usual, sales activity for the month of June of 2023, we had 2,988 homes sold. That is 21.1% increase compared to last year and is a 14% decrease compared to May of 2023. This uh, 2988 home sold is still 8.6% below our 10-year average. Okay, in terms of the HPI price for June, we sat at $1,203,000. A 2.4% decrease over last year of June 2022, but is a 1.3% increase compared to May of 2023. With that being said, we're now seven consecutive months of price increases. Go Vancouver. Yeah. Um, so all everyone, all the news outlets who said last year that we were going to be down 10, 13% from mm -hmm. 2023, it. Yeah. Uh, what really stands out for me, uh, that's kind of what I was telling you about the script, is the 2.4% decrease over June of 2022. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to roll back a couple of market updates, I think it was about November, October of last year when we were comparing to the year before that we were talking about a price drop about 97 9.8%. Yep. So obviously it's no longer 9, it's not 8, it's not 7, it's back down to 2.4. That mm -hmm. also tells you in another perspective how much the prices has come up in the last seven months. Yep. Right, we went from 9.6% decrease compared to the year before to now 2.4%. 100%. 100%. Now, based on what we said, sales activity has came down 14%, but prices went up. So what does that mean? That means the inventory issue hasn't been resolved. Absolutely. So let's quickly go right into inventory. Monthly, last month we have 5,348 newly listed home. That is that 1.3% increase compared to last year's June, but it is still a 5.85% decrease compared to last month. With 5,000 something newly listed home, we are still 3.1% below the 10 year seasonal average. Doesn't sound too bad, 
But if you look at the overall, now this is, you can kind of tell this is still very concerning. For the month, uh, for the overall inventory at the end of June of 2023, we had 9,990 homes listed. That is a 7.9% decrease compared to last year. And is a 7.5% increase compared to last month. Now hold your horses. I know a lot of people are like, whoa, 7.5%. We are still 17.4% below the 10 year average in terms of the total inventory that is supposed to be listed right now. Mm-hmm. Now we've been doing this podcast for about a year now. I have come to understanding that every time when I see the overall inventory under 10,000, I immediately know that this is most likely a seller's market because this is not anywhere close to being enough homes. It almost sounds like you can predict the future because uh. when we look at the sales <laughs> for June, uh, you're pretty much spot on. I mean, the numbers haven't changed too much over the last couple months. Uh, it's still 31.4% for the month of June overall, 29.9% for houses, 38.5% for townhomes, and condos peaking at 39.4%. So definitely still a seller's market as the numbers indicate Mm -hmm. Um, for rent we're going to bypass it for this Mm -hmm. month as because of the Canada Day long weekend um, the report by live rent isn't out yet but we will talk about it starting right now okay with the numbers all over let's quickly start off by our thoughts but before that though we always like to share what our uh, real estate boards uh, economics analysis a person Andrew Less has to say so I'm just gonna quote him right here the mark continues to uh, outperform expectations across all segments but the apartment segment shows the most relative strength in June blah 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 the benchmark price of apartment homes is almost cresting the peak reach in 2022 while sales of apartments are now above the region's 10-year seasonal average this uniquely positions the apartment segment relative to the attached and detached segments where sales Sales remain below the 10-year seasonal average. This, I guess, before I comment, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on what he just said here about condos actually outperforming everybody else? I think it's pretty aligned to exactly what you and I have been talking about, you know, which is the funneling. Because of the rise in interest rates, it really affected people's borrowing power. Mm-hmm. It's also made people second-guess what the future of real estate is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, for the last three years since COVID started, everyone was very bullish on real estate. Buy, buy, buy now, you know. However, they're really second guessing right now. Yep. They don't know if this investment is going to pay out. Or even, yeah, just if this is going to be a a wise move going forward. I think it's great that someone can get $3,000 for a one-bedroom condo in West Van as rental income, Mm -hmm. but what's their mortgage payment like on that one bedroom? Definitely not covering it. People aren't breaking even. They're still coughing up that strata fee, the um, property tax, home insurance. So they're really evaluating whether or not buying real estate as an investment is the right play for them. To be frank, it might not be. It really depends on someone's individual situation. Mm -hmm. I agree with you most of the most part of it, but I am going to add one more uh, thing into it just as thought. Uh, First part I agree with you is the interest rate. 
people are feeling the squeeze, right? The trickle down effect. I always mm -hmm. talk about. You are thinking about buying a townhouse. <laughs> you're buying a condo now, right? You're thinking about buying a starter home detached house. I'm sorry, you're now buying a townhouse instead, right? So it's that whole trickle down effect um, because of the interest rate, uh, qualifying rate. Don't forget it. What do we always say is two percent plus prime, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a lot. We're talking about seven, eight percent in terms of a qualifying rate. So what that means is that people are getting trickled down into condos. Well, not only that, I, I'm sorry to cut you off there, but it, it's there's also a huge group of people who don't need financing. Yeah. They have the money. Yeah. There aren't enough good homes. That's right. That's the second layer. That's right. Now I'm gonna continue to what you just said about good homes. The second reason why I think this might be happening, and I'm really thinking deep into this, is actually the fact that we all know that right now all the multiple offer uh, homes are entry level products. We're talking about your half a million dollar condos. Yeah. We're talking about your 1.2 million, oh sorry, maybe like your yeah, 1.2 million dollar townhouses, or we're talking about your 1.6, 1.7 million dollar houses. Mm -hmm. However, remember the beginning of the podcast, I also said this is not a uh, apply to everything kind of thing, right? So what I'm trying to say is that I, I have been uh, dealing with people who is looking for higher end products, mm -hmm. right? And higher end condos are actually one of the softer markets right now. So what I mean by that is, if you go in Vancouver and you try to look for any one bedrooms that sold over 800,000, you'll realize that that is not a seller's market. No, yeah, except for maybe in UBC, maybe? Maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, if you're looking for a two bedroom condo that say about 800 something square feet, 900 something square feet, well into the 1.3, 1.4 million dollars, and that is not a seller's market. Definitely not moving as fast. I would say the low end of the 800s, yeah, out in Brentwood area, they're so pretty hot. Yeah. But once you get to the 900s, they're definitely sitting in the market for 30 to 60 days or more. Okay, now let's role play a little bit. I'm the agent, you're the buyer. Mm -hmm. You have now, let's say that you came to me and you talk about wanting to put uh, something down for a townhouse, entry level townhouse. And yeah. you have done it four, five, six times and you've been outbid every single time. Mm -hmm. You're getting fed up. And as an agent, I want you to be able to settle, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe the townhouse is completely out of your reach because of the price increase. Well, I would say something like, you know what? If you're so sick of doing this, there is another pocket of the market where you could go in, you could negotiate, you could do your subjects, you could do your inspections, and it will be more of a regular transaction. Would you like to do something like that? I think depending on the level of my frustration at the time, and if I have a set deadline for my pre-approval before it expires and the next upcoming rate hike, I would probably be open to at least taking a look at those units in that market, in that pocket. And that is exactly my second point, right? Because some people are so frustrated getting outbid, outbid, outbid. And it's not like they can afford something better or bigger because this is as much as they can afford. So at a certain point, they'll get so fed up. They'll be like, well, I'm gonna go to buy something that at least I could Mm -hmm. You know, have something that tilts my way. Yep. It's not always just a seller's way. Well, I have a real life example. You know, I still have a client that I've been shopping with uh, in Brentwood. At first, when I first met them, they're like, oh, maybe like high sevens, low eights mm -hmm. is our budget. Yeah. Kept getting outbid. Okay, now they move their budget to low nines. Mm -hmm. They have a lot more properties to look at, mm -hmm. but then they're becoming a little bit more nitpicky, but they do have time to negotiate. There we go. And one building had, had like eight units available for sale. So we had time to go shop around, take a look at every single one, mm -hmm. kind of poke at them, yeah. see what the seller's like motivation level is at. Mm -hmm. 
prime example of what you're just talking about. Perfect. That's that's exactly what I'm trying to say, mm -hmm. right? And however, in your case, it's condo to condo, entry level condo to more advanced condo. Mm -hmm. I'm really talking about the people that is going from townhouse and they just can't do it anymore down to condos. Mm -hmm. Be not because of affordability. I mean, that's one thing, right? It's just mm -hmm. purely complete other frustration. Yeah. Right. Because don't forget, like we it, it, we really literally only had like a seven month, eight month break where there was no multiple offer mm -hmm. and then every other time was multiple offers, right? So if you're multiple offer and you took a break and now you're back into the market, you're dealing with multiple offer again, at a certain point, you just get a super fed up. I think the one thing is good for you and I to remember and also everyone who's listening, mm -hmm. when you find yourself doing exactly the same thing as what everyone else is doing, yeah. that is a moment for you to take a pause and think about, hmm, is this really the best play yeah. in order for me to get ahead? Exactly. Because both you and I have clients who bought during that um, kind of downward uh, seven month period mm -hmm. who are definitely very happy now. Oh, super happy. Super, super happy. Mm -hmm. Oh, that client that bought in Coca-Cola in December when nobody was looking, so happy right now. <laughs> so happy, right? He got to negotiate, got to get a good price, got to put that in two week subject. Come on, man, he's just trying to do that right now. Good luck, right? Mm -hmm. Anyways, let's continue. Uh, that was only part one. Now, part two of what Andrew uh, is stating in the board, I mean, in the report, it says, despite elevated boring costs, there continues to be too little resale inventory available relative to the pool of buyers in Metro Vancouver. This is the fundamental reasons we continue to see prices increase month over month across all segments. With the benchmark price for condos now standing at 767,000, we repeat our calls to the provincial government to adjust the 535, 535,000 threshold, exempting the first time home buyers from the property transfer tax to better reflect the price of the entry level homes in our region. This is a simple policy adjustment that could help more first time home buyers um, afford a home right now. Before I even say anything, good job. I was just about to say, you. I obviously you agree with all of this. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're if about to cry. anyone in BC who disagrees with this, uh -huh. they need to smack upside the head. Yes. This will help literally millions of people. Right, right. Um, it's so like unmotivating for a first time home buyer to like even comprehend all the closing costs mm -hmm. that associated with a po uh, owning a property. We're, we've been sold this dream ever since we were kids yeah. in North America, of like own a home. The American dream? That's like the number one priority in yeah. your life next to getting married and having kids. Yeah. You know, it's to own a home. Yeah. Well, all we gotta do is go onto any of those uh, Daily Hive, Urban YVR. Every time I see a real estate post, just go in the comment section. You'll, see, <laughs> you'll get a good idea of what the general populace uh, in Vancouver feels of about real estate and uh, home ownership. Home. So, if and when they do do this, that'll be a huge win, I think. I Vancouver. agree with you. I agree with Andrew. I was the first one to raise my hand when this was introduced when I was still working for Concord Pacific. Mm -hmm. uh, I still remember this was like the big thing and I was like, what? Why haven't they done this already? It doesn't seem so difficult. Now, what really confuses me 
And I know you don't deal with pre-sale that much, but as a reminder, if you're a pre-sale buyer who's buying it to live in and is under the price of $750,000 mm-hmm. and you're a BZ resident and you've been obviously uh, filing taxes in Canada, it doesn't matter if you're a first-time home buyer, you don't pay property transfer tax. Yeah, that never made sense to me. When we, I remember us going over this when we did the podcast last year about uh, pre-sale versus resale, yeah. but someone's making money in between there of course that's what I'm saying is what is the difference here right Mm -hmm. and then in my mind it might I don't know if you have any other thoughts about this it's just in my mind is they just don't want to lose the tax profit budget I shouldn't say profit sorry (laughs) budget and because that money needs to go somewhere but Joe where do you think these new roads and new community centers and new schools where do you think this money is going to come from all these new nice new parks in Richmond Burnaby where do you think this money comes from? That's right. What do you think the trees behind me are so green? Who do you think is paying for TransLink to build the new subway stations? There we go. There we go. I all mean, right. all that money comes from somewhere. It all comes from somewhere. I mean, that the conversation could go, could we use the money more efficiently? Of course. Of course. Of course we can as, <laughs> as a country. But that's not a Canada thing. Have you seen our neighbors to the south with their trillion dollar debt? <laughs> right? Nobody and no government officials is using their money efficiently at all. Right? Yeah. Um, but moving on, um, to be honest with you, uh, what Andrew says, I, none of this is too surprising uh, concerning the amount of multiple offers that you just said nine that we've been uh, really hitting our head into um as an exercise you said nine i'll share with you uh for the month of june i had one that had 15 condos mm-hmm. uh, in downtown vancouver granted the listing price was a little bit low but 15 man that means that 15 people is ready to pull the trigger on buying something yeah right um i'll tell you this so i also looked at something that was entry level they overpriced it they relisted it at a higher price okay and they didn't get any offers so some of it is still product type, how you market it, the strategy. Like, it's not so simple as, oh yeah, I'm gonna put my house on the market right now and I'm gonna get that 1.3% more than I got last month. Yeah, no, it's, it's not like that. Every product is kind of unique, right? Um, with that being said though, uh, this is where my opinion varies a little bit from yours. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be a little bit advanced, but in the last two weeks or so, I actually felt like there is a slight slowdown in regards to the amount of buyers out there. Um, I don't know the reason why. I'm assuming, and this is kind of like a get out of jail free easy explanation card, is that it's summer. It's, I've been telling people over and over again, it's the first summer that the world is literally open for you in terms of traveling. You want to go back home to wherever you came from? you're more than welcome to do so now, right? So, and this is the first summer that kids is able to go outside and play and travel freely and do whatever. So what I'm trying to say is, I seen it as a fact that uh, some buyers and a lot of real estate agents are actually on holiday right now. Mm -hmm. Is that impacting the overall buyer dynamics? Maybe. Right? Because I do know that there is a lot of people that's literally not here. Mm-hmm. Right? And really, honestly, like real estate isn't just something that they're thinking about still. Like they are way past that. They want to go on vacation. They want to relax. It's like me time, you know, personal enjoyment time. Finally, I think there's definitely a large portion of people who have that train of thought, and we see evidence of it every single day on social media. And like when we talk to our clients, oh, Joe, Jeff, I'm not in town. I'm not in town. I'm away until X, Y, Z date. 
Probably something with the interest rate also has to do with it that people are expecting it to go up to five percent right. the overnight rate. And, yeah, uh, it's going to take. It has the effect. It has. It's it having the desired effect is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. The government announced this. Whether or not it's already happened yet, mm -hmm. it's making people okay. Slow down. Pause. Think. Yeah. Reevaluate. Reassess. Yeah. Is this what I want to do? Even yeah. if the increase is very minimal. Yeah. Right. You and I talk about it all the time. Everyone who's feeling it yeah. has already felt it a year ago. Yeah. They're already feeling it. Right. And here's my follow-up question is, you know about our uh, inflation report last month, right? It went uh, yeah, down so, quite yeah. a bit, right? Yeah. Do you think that's impacting? And what I'm trying to say is that now that you know that inflation is about 3 to 4%, mm -hmm. if I have a pool of money, I'm not like in a dire need to have to invest into something yes. because I know that my money is not decreasing like 10% year after year after year after Most year. Most likely you will not see those major swings given how we're trending right now. So yeah, yeah maybe they do want to stockpile a little bit of cash and yeah. just kind of wait, wait and see what happens. Exactly. But don't wait too long because you know what happens when you wait too long, you miss the boat. Especially in Vancouver, especially in Vancouver, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I guess I want to make a disclosure. Like I'm not saying that the multiple offers are gone. Absolutely not. Uh, um, it's just a little bit less for example like maybe like a month ago you'll get six offers this month you might get four instead right? it's still happening people are still out there mm -hmm. because let's on the flip side I was thinking about is it, like if you're thinking about buying real estate you're most likely not going on vacation <laughs> Probably not. I think if you are, great for you if you're able to make both of things happen all at the same time. Yeah, I mean, people buy things sight unseen all the time, but why do it if you don't have to, I think? Exactly. Me personally, I like to be able to see, touch, and, you know, mm -hmm. smell everything in the unit. Yeah. No, not true. Um, now, I want to quickly focus, change our topic to uh, something else that we didn't talk about this month, which is rental. Yeah. Now, because of Canada Day, we don't have the report. Mm -hmm. You're obviously the rental guy here. If you have to put money somewhere, what do you think the report, let's say tomorrow comes out, live rent comes out report. Is the rental price going up or is it coming down? It's going up. A lot or a little? No. Maybe like twelve dollars. Okay, I'm probably on it right now. About like twelve dollars. Twelve dollars. Reasoning. There has not been a significant change in inventory or sales activity enough for me to feel like the demand for rentals has gone down. I will add. The reason why I'm adding this is I'm gonna add on to what you just said. Is I don't have the numbers, unfortunately, but I was checking Airbnb. Mm -hmm in Vancouver jammed so so many so many Airbnbs like like this out there mm. like compared to a year ago I'm like where did all these Airbnbs come from mm. it's nuts right now out there right so because I think a lot of people especially if the tenant left they will, if they're in an Airbnb capable building they're sh they're shifting mm -hmm. especially with this kind of weather with vacation so you're making more money and generally it's less hassle and it? and because of that what happens to the pool what happens to there's people? less and less inventory yeah. in the rental pool. and then we are still in our supercharged immigration program and, and that's why you have 180 people applying for a one-bedroom condo Ooh. in Brentwood Ooh. 
that's being listed for $2,400. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not news roundup, man. It's <laughs> market update. I'm telling you the rental market, that's where it's headed. No, of course, of course. No, I, I agree with you. Uh, I wanted to ask, it's just I wanted to state that I saw a lot of Airbnb listings mm -hmm. uh, on the market right now. And it's it's shocking to me because wasn't there this whole article, like we're just chit-chatting now, but wasn't there this whole article about Airbnb profits like decreasing in some cities as much as like 47% or something like that. Mm -hmm. But apparently Vancouver is not part of any of that because there I is mean, a huge spike in Airbnb. Tourism is our bread and butter and it always has been. Exactly. And it always will be unless we go through some major, major catastrophic climate change or if that big earthquake does come and you know like takes out half of the lower mainland and okay well knock on wood hope we're not there no i mean yeah or i mean if that happens then this all of this is a completely different conversation right mm. now that pretty much wraps up with our market update this month it is a summer month so we're keeping a little bit shorter and plus it is all the common trends but before we let our listeners go was there something else that you want to discuss from the market report uh we are going to be posting our rental um, uh, once the live rent comes out we're gonna try to see whether or not you're right through a Instagram quick story post or a real post but aside from that is there anything else that you want to quickly discuss here I think just to quickly summarize that you know it looks like for the month of June there was less sales activity less inventory but prices went up mm -hmm. and you know, I often question that you ask me or we ask each other is, hey, Jeff, Joe, if you were a buyer, what would you do right now? Yeah. If you were a seller, what would you do? Let's right exercise now? this. If you're a buyer, what would you do right now? If I was a buyer right now, um, I would probably think about how badly do I want to buy? What yeah. I mean by that is, am I tired of paying these elevated rents or am I a new immigrant and I really want to get my money into the system here mm -hmm. if that's the case then yeah go buy something okay well what do you buy i would probably maybe look at some uh pre-sales that are move-in ready yep. if you want something brand new i like that there's more and more of that nowadays yes like well we'll talk about this some other time but like i'm a big big fan of some of these pre-sales that's literally built ready to move in they look nice yeah. oh, i've seen a couple of them over the last weekend mm -hmm. and I would say don't stretch yourself to the top of your budget, especially if you are a new person coming into Canada. Unless you're Mr. or Mrs. Moneybags and you have like eight figures in the bank, then do what you want. But if you're like, you know, a, an average person like you and I, and you may have saved some money, save for a rainy day. Mm -hmm. You know, just the next 12 months can be kind of shaky. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say that's a more cautious approach. Okay. Um, for me, buyers, I think if there is absolutely a need for you to buy, I say you buy right now. Especially if you're looking for the entry level stuff. I know it sucks, but you just remember this, and I tell this all the time for people who's going through multiple offers. If you lose this bid, whoever paid more than you, that price becomes the base price for the next home. Correct. So I know sometimes you just don't want to pay that extra $3,000 or $4,000 and you know that you have the capability to do so, just so you know that it's most likely a better idea for you just to try to match that number. Because if that other person is willing to go to that number, he is now the new market. 
Correct. Right. So if there is an absolute need for you to do this, I say go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. Now on the flip side, if you are looking for some higher end products, you're looking for some specific, like you know those eight hundred thousand dollar above condos. 1.3 1.4 million dollar condos like that's a little bit higher end or maybe like a three bedroom condo yeah i could say take the summer play around with it there's a lot of inventory out there for you to look mm -hmm. especially kind of like you know downtown the olympic village like west side kind of area take your time like don't drag your feet because some of those are do get sold but they're definitely not like like no. that right uh secondly is also ask yourself we kind of talked about this as well is that if you're so fed up about getting an entry-level townhouse would another product type be suitable for you mm -hmm. maybe it is better to kind of open up yourself to more product types uh, for you to kind of maybe dab yourself uh, uh into so that way you're not banging the head uh, i mean you're, you're not banging your head against the wall over and over again expecting different results <laughs> <laughs> the one thing i'll add to that is make sure you're not if you're shopping for a condo don't all of a sudden start looking at a duplex and then a townhouse and then a detached house yeah, i think you know where i'm going with this you it know? sounds and so don't start moving over to like three or four different <laughs> <laughs> it sounds <laughs> that's not an advice. That, that was really one like a rent. <laughs> really confused the hell out of your realtor. <laughs> and we was going like what and is probably your family members too. <laughs> yeah, like what is going on right now? Right? Anyway, no, I had to get that off my chest. No, of course. Uh, <laughs> no, no, flip the table though before we move on. Sellers. Okay. Jeff, I'm your client. I potentially have this unit to sell. Sell right now or sell during the fall? Go. What's your life plan? I'm not in a rush. If you're not in a rush and we can find something for you to move into, I would say sell right now. But please get your home evaluation by more than just one agent so you don't think that I'm just trying to take advantage of you mm -hmm. and see what kind of comparables or what kind of data that those agents bring you. Mm -hmm. Does it sound like a realistic um, number that they're offering you mm -hmm. or are they just trying to over promise and under deliver just to get the listing? But Jeff, prices are going up every single month. Maybe but I should just wait. Not with every single product type. So better, better analysis that's required. Yeah. Right? What, what scenario would you tell a client to me? You know what? Maybe just listen in the fall. Because if you're right asking now, for an unrealistic price. Yeah. Then I would say wait. If you want to wait it out, but know that the risk of waiting mm -hmm. could mean that the market is going to go the other way too. Okay. Okay. In my opinion, I don't see it going there because we've talked about it a lot of time with the rising construction yeah. costs, inventory, immigration. Yeah. I don't see it heading in that direction, but I also leave room to be open that I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's fair because this is confusing times. Mm -hmm. uh, before we started this podcast, we we're just talking about other areas. Like I, I heard, for example, Montreal is real slow right now. Like yeah. real, real slow. I heard that Toronto is really slowing down. Right. So you're absolutely right. Just as a seller, I would add like the market could change like that. In a world of so much instability, the market could change really, really quickly. Yes, all the fundamentals is pointing towards one way. Right. However sometimes when we're doing our news roundups or market updates is we even ourselves we're having conflicting messages well, what did i just say earlier yeah. if you're going in the direction where everyone is going maybe it's a good to take yeah. a step back reassess and yeah. see if like hey 
is there something there that I'm missing? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's what I would say as well. Um, and however, if I think that if you are just really sincerely want to get rid of the unit because you are moving out of town or do whatever, I think you don't have to wait until the fall season. Right now No, give me an example. Time. Someone who's downsizing, just do it now. Yeah. Especially for anyone that needs to, and here's the thing I'll add on to it. For anyone, I was just trying to educate my first time home buyers. Anyone that's thinking about buying and selling, not sell, wait six months and then buy. No, buy and then sell immediately. Guys, when you're doing something like that, like there's no reason to really try to time the market, mm -hmm. right? Because honestly, like you're moving from, especially if it's the same product type, you're moving from one thing to another. I would, like I was telling my uh, my clients that if the sell part is easy, that means the buy part is gonna be hard. Mm -hmm. If the sell part is hard, that means the buy part is gonna be easy. Mm -hmm. As simple as that, because you're doing a switch, uh, a simple switch, mm -hmm. right? And this is for personal reasons, this is not for investment reasons. Mm -hmm. So you might as well just do it now, right? Why wait? So it sounds like you should have a conversation with your licensed realtor who's a professional. If you don't know one, please give us a call. Yeah, cool. uh, We'd be happy to help you out. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, I think that kind of wraps up our market update. That's right. So June. Yeah. So my name is Joe. My name is Jeff. Uh, we're the Mike for Vancouver Real Estate. Please tune in next week for a different episode. There we go. See ya. Bye guys.